Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings, students, and welcome to this episode of The Professor Travel. I am your host, The Professor Travel, coming to you from Orange County, California. This is the website, the vlog, and the podcast that you come to in order to learn more about different travel destinations. This is where you come as a community in order to discuss more about them. Hopefully, this will inspire you to travel more and ultimately to enjoy life more. Now, you can reach me at a variety of different social media platforms, starting, of course, with my website, which is at theprofessortravel.com. On YouTube, on Facebook, and now on TikTok, you can reach me at theprofessortravel. If you're on Instagram, you can find me there at the underscore professor underscore travel. If you are a Twitter -er -er -er, then you can find me on Twitter at the, at theprofessortr1. And then if you're a blogger, you can find me on Blogspot located at theprofessortravel.blogspot.com. Today, I am welcoming back a visiting professor for ourselves, Ishan Gokal. How are you, sir? Hello, how are you? Wonderful, thank you so much. We've been doing uh, weekly uh, conversations, it seems, for quite some mm -hmm. time now about different travel destinations. And before we get started, uh, even talking about your credentials, Tell me a little bit about this wonderful picture. Uh, now, for again, for the people on the podcast, you won't be able to see this. So again, come to the YouTube channel in order to be able to view this in depth. But there is a wonderful picture of you with what looks like an ancient city in the background. Talk to me about this. Yes, sir. It's one of the most ancient cities in the world that is still surviving today. It's uh, Jerusalem. Oh, fantastic. It's um, Israel. And uh, you can see the Golden Dome over there. That's the uh, uh, Temple Mount, uh, Dome on the Rock. Okay. Uh, there are uh, one of the churches, one of the major churches that tall, you know, tower next to my face over there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and, um, you know, next to that dome, I, I can actually just barely make out like the, you know, wailing wall, the western wall of the old uh, second temple of uh, Solomon. So lots of religious uh, iconography and just main places of yeah. worship. Everything is right there in the middle of the city. Okay, no surprises yet. We'll get into this in just a second. But for the students that of mine that who haven't heard any of your previous podcasts and vlogs, talk to us a little bit about your credentials, just a little bit about your background, and maybe some places that you travel. Yeah, uh, so uh, I've been traveling for almost all my adult life, um, and uh, thanks to you, I did my country count last week. Uh, <laughs> uh, I actually did not know how many countries I had to keep counting in. So it is 76 countries. Wow. Uh, seven continents. Uh, we've done one of these vlogs uh, on Antarctica. We started off that way. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite places. And most of the uh, of these conversations we've had have been about like more natural kind of 
places uh, mm-hmm. in the world. Uh, this one, we are changing it up a bit, more city places. <laughs> Which is great for me because uh, I am a city slicker. I love, don't get me wrong, I, when we when we go traveling, uh, my husband specifically, he likes a lot more rural and uh, the, the level right. of nature, but I am definitely much more the city person. I like, I like organization. I like very specific outings because, I, you know, if I'm going to be honest, I need to go to the restroom a lot because I drink a lot of water. So, I mean, I just want to make sure that I'm, you know, close to society and stuff like yeah. that. So, I mean, I'm just, that's just how I am built. I'm just more of the city person. So, mm-hmm. um, yep. so, but it sounds like this, so, so for purposes of, and the background of this specific vlog and podcast, where did we decide to go for this whole trip? So we are going to talk about, uh, first we're going to talk about uh, Jordan. Okay. Um, the country of Jordan. Minus, uh, unless you want to bring it up, uh, minus uh, the city of Petra. Okay. Um, and I believe you've already done one on Petra before, so I don't want to yeah. repeat stuff. Um, yeah. And then uh, instead of Petra, uh, we are going to substitute in the photo that you see there, the beautiful city of Jerusalem. Okay, fantastic. Now, how long in advance did you start to plan for this kind of a vacation? So, uh, I actually don't remember. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's uh, fine. But, but uh, this was part of my big uh, world tour that I had taken like uh, eight years, nine years ago and eight years ago, 2011, 2012. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's just another list in a continuing list of multiple places that I went to. You know what? Let me um, ask you a quick question about that tour, just out of curiosity. Was this something where you had to plan everything out in advance because you had to get the visas well in advance, or was it something that you kind of just... Absolutely not everything in advance. Okay, it good. just does not work that way. <laughs> okay. I was like, that's uh, got to be monumental. Because, I mean, no. I've been talking about doing like a world cruise, <laughs> and for something like that, I would have so to that, that. That, yes. That, yes. I, I've seen those like 35-day cruises or something like that that go around the world. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends has actually done it. Uh, they, they live in Australia. They've actually done that. Um, so, yeah, for that, obviously, yes, you do need to plan your visas. And I imagine the cruise company will do some of that work for you. Yeah. But, uh, with with yeah. this, with this, however, it wasn't just like a spur of the moment thing. No, no, it, it did have to be planned. That, that, that part is true because uh, this, I don't know if you can kind of make out the lanyard I'm wearing around my neck there. Yeah, uh, it's a red lanyard. A, it looks like a yeah. travel company maybe? Or? Right. It is uh, a travel company. It's a uh, Gate One Travel. Oh, uh, of course. Not, not to endorse them, but I do like them very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you use and, them, flaunt them. I mean, that's fantastic. Uh, if it's yeah. because if it's easy for you to use, it, it's helpful for my students to understand about them too. Not that we endorse anyone over another, yeah, but it's right. a great opportunity though. Right. Um, uh, it is a wonderful company. Uh, they they organize very well and everything like that. Uh, they have local guides everywhere that they go. Uh, but anyway, so this was a, a tour group. Okay. And, um, you know, I was just along for the ride. Okay. <laughs> they, they did everything in terms of planning for me. We'll get, um, we'll get into the whole of everywhere that you went in just a second, because I'll talk mm-hmm. about the itinerary. But in mm-hmm. preparation for this, did they take care of the visa for you, or is this something that you needed so, to take care of on your own? Uh, no. So Jordan is a visa on arrival. Uh, okay. For U.S. citizens, or actually, I don't know now anymore, but it was in twenty. It was at the time. Okay. Yeah, um, and uh, Jerusalem, uh, you don't need a visa, but obviously, they have a lot of uh, very security, secu- uh, security, you know, procedures and all that. Absolutely. Did you bring any travel medications with you? Anything like for? Uh, not for this trip. Okay. But I did have medicines where I was going before and after this. Okay. And <laughs> then, different. likewise, did you have to bring anything like sun protection or? Um, uh, so 
I would advise that you do bring it. I did not have it. Um, and I went in the middle of summer. I went in June, um, like the last week of June, roughly. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 it's the Middle East. It gets very, very hot. And, yeah. Uh, and I burn like a lobster. So, I mean, right, I, right. so it, it, I guess it depends on the individual. I, I don't burn like a lobster, but uh, it, it's just, you know, I'm more darker skinned. So, you know, it depends on you. No, but, I, tol- I totally uh, understand. I would strongly recommend, yes, you do bring sunscreen and those kinds of things. Yeah. I don't, and I, and I, and not, not for purposes of I mean, <clears throat> taking away just the, the burning aspect of it. But I mean, I've had situations and I think I explained to you when I went to Croatia that I had, uh, when I went to Dubrovnik specifically, mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. a sunstroke. Right. And so just, it was just because I didn't have, I have had that before in India. So it's the same. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's really tough when you're traveling mm-hmm. and then it takes, it, totally sidelines you for a day and if you miss something then you're like oh man i really wish i would have been more yeah. prepared so i didn't have right. that type of situation happen so all right well let's get into the nuts and bolts of this trip mm-hmm. um pre-packing for this kind of a trip what are you bringing with you uh so like i said i went in june it was the middle of summer but this was also part of a longer you know uh longer journey with a lot of other countries which were not so hot, you know. Okay. I actually flew flew up from uh, South Africa when I came here. Okay. Uh, uh, so I had gone to Dubai for a week uh, and then came up to Jordan. Um, and uh, Dubai was hot. I'm not going to lie. It yeah. was miserably hot. Uh, uh, and Jordan was also very hot. Uh, South Africa was not hot. So I had to kind of be in the middle ground everywhere. Uh <laughs> And I knew after this, I was going to go to Israel and I knew there are certain places in Israel which do get cold, especially in the evening, even in the summertime. So, you know, you you kind of have to prepare a little bit for everything. So I had all that kind of stuff with me. Now, when you're flying out of, are you flying out of Cape Town or Joburg? Uh, uh, At that time, I went out of uh, Johannesburg. Actually, it, it was like. I was actually in Kenya. I flew to Johannesburg and then from there to Dubai, Dubai to Jordan. You know. Okay, um, that's not too bad then. Uh, like, what was the timeline around that? Like, how how long? Was uh, it? Uh, Dubai to Jordan is not far at all. It's it's. I think it's like an hour, maybe or one and a half, two hours at most. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's it's practically right there. Oh, that's not bad um, at all. Yeah. But for South Africa to get to, South Africa uh, to the uh, uh, it's like eight hours Dubai yeah it's roughly around that time yeah okay um, and I assume you just took taxis in order to get to the airport you didn't uh, right right so <laughs> uh, yeah there aren't too many uh, you know the uh, public transport in those places it's just not the best uh, no uh, and also in Dubai it's actually probably cheaper I would say to take a taxi well Dubai it's like crazy because like you can like everything is so expensive there anyway Mm -hmm. so um, do you remember which airline you used in order to do this Uh, yes this was Emirates from Dubai to Jordan all right cool Um, no I'm sorry no I'm sorry Uh, this was uh, Air Jordan okay no what am I saying Air Jordan no the Jordan Airlines, uh, what's it called? Sorry. That's okay. Uh, it was the, it the was Royal the Royal Air Jordan or something. Okay. Uh, I, for, I forget. Yeah. So did you take? Well, did it's you the take... Jordanian airline, basically. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> and then, do you remember what you took uh, from South Africa in order to get to? Uh, yeah, that was that was uh, that, Emirates. That was Emirates. Okay, got yeah. it. Emirates is so big; they're like all over the place down mm-hmm. in that area, so it doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, now when you were flying from South Africa. To 
to Dubai. Were you spending any time in um, UAE or? Were yeah, you? I was. I, okay. I spent a week over there. But that's okay. Different. Yeah, not a problem. We'll talk about that at another time. But um, all right, so you're heading over to Jordan. How many days are you going to be in Jordan for? Uh, one week. Okay, so you're there for one week. What What is the itinerary going to look like while you're there? Uh, it was a bus tour of Jordan. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I want to say that I was very pleasantly surprised by everything in Jordan. It's a wonderful country. Uh, it, I actually went there only to see one single item, which is, my guess is most Westerners, most Americans go there only to see that. That is Petra. Yeah. Uh, after seeing the movie Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, I'm right. like, I want to <laughs> go there. I want to, you know, go through the Canyon of the Crescent Moon and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, but there's so much more to Jordan. I mean, it is just a, a wonderful, amazing country. Well, walk me through a couple of days. Like, what were some activities that you did over the couple so, of days that you were in Jordan? Right. So, uh, we went around Amman. It's a capital city. Okay. Um, Amman is one of the oldest cities, again, in the world. Um, it's uh, called the White City. All the buildings are white. Ooh, nice. Uh, one of the photos that you're going to show later is a, su- a sunrise photo I took in Amman. Okay. Um, it's just... A- you know what? Let me jump over to it really fast. Oh, sure. Okay. There yeah, the one on the left over there, that is a sunrise from my hotel room window. It is uh, a spectacular all the, photo. All the, windows, all the buildings are white, totally white. Uh, and uh, it's also actually the old name used to be Philadelphia. Uh, they renamed it to Amman a long, long, long time ago. Okay. Uh, but it, yeah, it used to be called Philadelphia. Not to be confused um, with the one that's in Pennsylvania. <laughs> awesome. All right. So let me go back then really quick. Um, let's continue on the journey. So you're in Oman. Um, what are some things that you're doing while you're there? It's, uh, so uh, there are some uh, city sites to see there. Uh, they, since it is an old city, you, there's like a museum, you know, with a historical museum. A uh, lot of old uh, uh, things that they've found from ancient civilizations that used to be there. They're, some of those things are like 8,000 years old. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's a there's a, a mountaintop that you, they took us to. Um, and from there, you know, it's basically for the views of the city. But there's also a temple over there, a, a Jewish temple that we went. Sorry, not Jewish. Uh, there was some, some temple over there that okay. we went to. And... Uh, you know, it's it, and also uh, there is a like uh, some Greek uh, monuments over there. Yeah. So there was a temple of Zeus, ancient temple of Zeus. Uh, there was the uh, hand of Hercules. <laughs> like there, there's like a you know little hand that's just left that much like a marble hand. Uh, people were taking photos with that hand over there. <laughs> You know, it, let's take a let's take a pause for a moment because I'm not so sure that a lot of my students are quite versed in the fact of why are we heading into the Middle East and there's a lot of Greek influence here. Like, what's the deal with that? Well, uh, Alexander the Great, uh, he uh, he conquered a lot of those lands over there. Uh, later on, the Romans came over there. Romans were heavily influenced by the Greeks, also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah. there we go, and that's why that's why it's permissive throughout the entire area for mm-hmm. the so, 
I mean, even at the collapse of the Roman Empire, um, that, that, that was later split into what you have as far as the Roman Empire that was on the Western side and the Byzantine Empire, which is what it was later renamed on the, Western, on the Eastern side. Sorry. Yeah, so we saw actually what we actually saw, I believe we did a lot more of the Roman stuff uh, uh, later on I can talk about. Sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's there's a lot over there that's still surviving from that time period and before that time period. So it's, it's quite <laughs> quite amazing. Now, were all of your were all of your um, were all were all your destinations predetermined by Gate One, or did you have the opportunity to kind of go out and do your own thing? Or uh, they were mostly predetermined. Like our route was obviously, you know, they had every day planned out. You're going to be here this day, that over there next day, and etc. Okay. Uh, now each place we went, we yeah we had some free time to roam around, but there's not really much you can do, you know, because we we go into the town and we stay in the hotel there, right? So once we are there, we are basically just going for dinner and coming back to the hotel. There's not really too much you can do on your own after that. Uh, so all the touring that was there was through the you know through the company we did all day, and then in the evening we would come to the hotel, have dinner. That that's about it. Speaking of which, how was your accommodations? Excellent. Okay. Was <laughs> Excellent it... every single place we went. Um, okay. Uh, they they really do a good job on that, this particular company. So no complaints whatsoever. It's it's all like four and five star hotels. Uh, and I know, amazing, amazing I, I know when I was, well, do, also, do they supply you with breakfast as part of yeah, your packet? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the hotel has breakfast, so it comes with that, yeah. Okay, and I know with some of the tours I've been on throughout the world, sometimes they'll leave like a note under your door saying your tour guide will be meeting with you the next yes. day. At the st- is it kind right. of the same? Okay. Right, same same thing here. Yep. Okay, fantastic. Awesome. So, all right, so you are going through Oman there, and you're traveling the city. You're, you're looking at a lot of different um, historical uh, regional artifacts in the area that are uh, from the time of Alexander and Greek and... Um, Roman, yeah, they were like fluent. Roman, Roman theaters, uh, you know, Temple of Zeus, Temple of Artemis. Mm-hmm. Uh, is just <laughs> a lot. Uh, there, there was a um, like a ancient market, you know, the open air market kind of thing. Oh, nice. Uh, they took us to that. Uh, mostly like fruits and vegetables, that kind of thing. Um, and uh, I have a story about that. I can get into a little bit sure. later. Mm-hmm. No, what, go for it right now. Oh, I'm okay. told, I, I know it. <laughs> we're we're uh, cool. So uh, I, I, you know, there, there are other people in the group, right? There were maybe about 20 or so people in the group. Yeah. And um, I'm just walking by. I'm, I'm on my own. There are other single people there on their own, you know, just going around the market, you know, all the, all the uh, stalls that they have and stuff, right? Just, just walking around. Sure. And, uh, so I was coming by, there was a lady coming from the other side. Uh, she goes to one of these fruit vendors and she picks up a fig and starts eating it. Now, this is all kind of outdoors, you know, I mean, there's a, there's like a tent kind of thing on top, but it's, it's an outdoors place and there are flies buzzing around everywhere and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like... What are you doing? You know, you don't just pick up a fig and start eating it. You know, you don't know where that fig's been. So, <laughs> so this is something I will never forget. Uh, what she said after that. Uh, 
So she goes, you know, I have traveled all over the world. This is her story. I have been to Thailand. I've been to India. I've been here, there, there. I have never, ever fallen sick in my entire time. And God damn it, I'm going to fall sick on this trip. <laughs> so uh, I was, I, I exactly, right? I just burst out laughing. And uh, I was like, Wow, this is, you know. It's like, I don't know if that's a goal that you want to do, but, you know, uh, more power to you. You want to give, yeah. it, give it a shot. I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Hopefully you'll have some meds back at the hotel. So and you know what? She never got sick the whole trip. She's never got sick. I've actually gotten to know her after that. We are good friends now. She lives in my local area, but an hour away. Okay. Um, and... Uh, as far as I know, she's never really had any kind of medical issues whatsoever. <laughs> I wish I was her. <laughs> so, um, you know, one thing I also want to take note of is you're in a very interesting part of the world where there is a convergence of so many different religious Mm-hmm. types. You know, you have Christianity, you have Judaism, you have Islam, you have a lot of different things. Um, like, yep. uh, did, did it feel as though they were harmonious in the way that they were mixing with each other? Or was there like from conflict? My point of, yeah. From my point of view, absolutely yes. Hmm, okay. uh, now, I, I know there are problems over there. There are all kinds of political problems and all that. But uh, from what I saw, there was nothing bad. I mean, everything was great and we can go into more detail in that when I actually get to Jerusalem, which is where all this, you know, really, you know, matters a lot. Not a problem. Uh, okay. Um, so let's, let's, let's get out of Amman. Um, you're going to head over to what's your next destination? Right. So from Amman, we went to straight to Petra. Okay, cool. And you, uh, were, there the way, for the, you were there for the evening too, correct? Uh, yeah. Uh, Amman, we uh, spent a couple of nights in Amman. Okay. Uh, one day sightseeing in between. Okay. Uh, next day, uh, went to this place called Mount Nebo. Um, uh, Mount Nebo is the place where uh, Moses supposedly died and is buried over there. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so uh, we went up to the top, uh, walked around over there. There's a little memorial to him. Uh, uh, I mean, that's part of the Bible. We don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, that was nice. Uh, after that, uh, went to the town of Madaba, uh, and uh, Madaba, uh, I believe, has a small museum. I think it's in Madaba, where they have the uh, mosaic map of the uh, of the biblical, you know, all the places that are mentioned in the Bible, mm. uh, and they show like Jerusalem and you know. Um, Bethlehem, Bethlehem, Jordan River, and all, all these places, like both Mount Old Sinai. Testament, right? Old Testament, New, New Testament, both of them. They have like a mosaic map on the floor, uh, wow. which is really it's still uh, like part of it is still surviving. Um, so that was interesting to look at. Um, um, yeah. So uh, then after Madaba, we uh, drove down to Petra and. We were in Petra that night and the next next night also. Now, even though we've done the conversation uh, about Petra before, and for my students out there, you can go back to some of my earlier uh, videos and you'll see one that's on uh, Turkey, Jordan, and Egypt. Uh, but just in reference to Petra, um, some people will sometimes go during the day in order to see it, but then there's also an interesting thing to do at nighttime. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, sir. Um, this is what I loved about Petra the most. <laughs> Um, so 
we arrived there on a Wednesday night and they had this thing like they, they only do it once a week and it was happened to be on that night and our guide was telling us you know this is something you can do on your own we will take you there and we will bring you back but you know you go on your own uh, and uh, so they have a candlelight walk like from the parking lot where the buses come uh, you go by candlelight uh, through that canyon that they showed in the movie where Indiana Jones and you know his dad and mm-hmm. uh, those guys are going through um, you go through that canyon and you come to this big treasury building at the end of the canyon but all that is at night and they have set up like candles all along beautiful experience uh, there's no other electrical lighting or anything like that uh, and it's maybe a one mile walk or something like that, one and a half miles at most, two kilometers, something like that. Was there any um, additional cost to do that or no? I'm sorry? Was there any additional cost to do uh, that? Yes, but it was negligible. I did pay something. Okay. I, I don't remember how much, but... I, it wasn't like hundreds I mean, of dollars or anything? No, no, no. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. Okay. Uh, it, it may have been in the neighborhood of around $10, maybe US. Oh, you know? okay. Uh, and... Uh, if you of us went, it was an optional thing that the guy told us, you know, if you want to go, you can go, if you don't, up to you. And uh, that uh, uh, that's a night I'll never forget. It's It was just so beautiful. And we went all the way in and they had like all these candles set up uh, in front of uh, the treasury building. Mm-hmm. And they told all the tourists to sit behind the candles. And, you know, we just sat there and looked at that view in the candlelight late at night. Uh, it, it, it's just, wow. Seems <laughs> stunning. Yeah. Amazing. And people were taking uh, photographs. So what the person over there said, you know, uh, we are going to time our photographs, okay? You, you know, you're going to have your flashes on and... You're gonna, I'm going to say one, two, three. And when I say three, everyone click with their flash. So you'll have the most amount of lights shining on that. Mm. <laughs> so they're like, whatever, 50, 100 people over there sitting over there. And boom, uh, <laughs> boom bam, 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 click, click, click everywhere. <laughs> but it was great. It was just a fantastic experience. They came back. Uh, and the next day, we actually went into the Petro as a group. Uh, that was that was covered as a tour. Uh, Petra is a bunch of abandoned buildings. They're ancient archaeological sites. They're carved yeah. into the they're carved into the cliff sides. They're really it is, it is remarkable, like what they did. Um, the 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 size of these carvings. Uh, I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, it, it's also a necropolis. There used to be it used to be part of it is like a burial thing for the <laughs> kings and queens. Uh, I can see why and, it's a spectacular place. I mean, it's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> uh, but of course, the next day it's like whatever. 100 degrees, you know, Saturday night, <laughs> you know, walking through that, and like, come on, that last night was so wonderful, and <laughs> you know, but, but it's just a great experience. But how was sunrise at Petra? Uh, I actually did not see the sunrise at Petra, I saw it in the from the hotel. Okay. Uh, also beautiful, uh, sunset even better. I have photographs of both. Nice. Uh, it, it, it's, yeah, I mean, I guess that's a matter of luck when you're there, but I, I got lucky. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. It's now we're leaving Petra. Where is our next destination? Uh, so the next destination was Wadi Rum Desert. Okay. And this is a place I, I, I didn't even know, honestly, that existed. I mean, I know it's all a desert, but. <laughs> Uh, Wadi Rum uh, reminded me a lot of Utah. Okay. Uh, if you've been to the Utah 
uh, like especially the national parks in the south and stuff, uh, it's all red rock um, and uh, red sand, red rock. Gorgeous place. You can. Uh, they, they had us uh, on a four-wheel drive. Few people took camels on part of the way, um, and we we went into the like some of the you know uh, what do you call the uh, uh, the sand dunes over there. Nice. Uh, went up, went up and down, laid around over there, and you know stuff like that. Uh, very very beautiful place. I I. It, it was a surprise to me. I did not know such a place existed. So that was very nice, a very pleasant surprise. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had fun. Uh, yeah, it was very good. Uh, and then uh, back to Amman that same night. So I uh, drove back. Uh, I guess it's like four or five hours driving, maybe, uh, from Amman. From our, so Wadi Ram is on the southern end, roughly. Uh, Amman is more towards the north of Jordan. Okay. Um, uh, just drove back uh, and uh, spent the night in Amman, back again. That's a lot of outdoors for me. I don't know if I. That's like driving from here to Vegas and a little bit further. So, I'm like, and, and coming back, and coming back. So I was like, eh. mm. I might pass up on that little detour. So, but it sounds yeah. like you had a fun time, though. Uh, Wadi Ram is just beautiful. Awesome. Um, and and uh, actually, the the second photo that you showed in the in the list over there, that's from Wadi Ram also. The Bedouin uh, tent. Yeah, the Bedouin tent over there on the right side. So we went to one of these. Uh, I mean, it's all arranged by the tour, right? It, it, I mean, they they're also making money off of it. But whatever, like they had us all come into this one of these big tents that they've set up. They're they're like nomads, right? So yeah, you have to take these tents down and put them back up everywhere we go. And they gave us tea. They fed us. Um, is very very nice there was some question and answer kind of session i don't really remember too much about that part. all about trivia <laughs> what do you know <laughs> uh, so it was nice it was good experience uh, meeting these people um and yeah there's another little thing that we did that sounds like it was fun okay so after there um what's your next stop so after wadi ram uh, next day we went to uh uh, the Dead Sea. Oh yes, and uh, that we now, do actually have a picture of as well, don't we? Well, well. So the photo that you have is actually from the Israel side. Okay. Uh, that's uh, the one, on the, one the on the left, left over hand there. Side. Got it. Uh, that's actually from. Oh wow, I'm wearing the same shirt. Oh, uh, oh wow! <laughs> you prepared for this and didn't even know about it. How about that? Uh, no, I, I, yeah, that's a coincidence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so. Uh, yeah, this this was on the uh, Israel side. Uh, the day that we're talking about is on from the Jordan side of the Dead Sea. Yes. Uh, and the people who were there uh, went for a dip. Uh, I did not go on the Jordan side. I did go on the Israel side later, so we can get to that later. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'll go back to our previous slide. Now, with the Dead Sea, is it, it why is it called the Dead Sea again? Uh, so, a couple of reasons. Number one, there's uh, no life in it. <laughs> no fish or anything like that. Uh, it's the lowest point on Earth. Uh, I think minus uh, how much? Two hundred meters or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's there's so much salt content in it that uh, you you cannot have life uh, living there. Uh, and also because of that, you float. Uh, you know, you don't sink in. Like you you when you walk into this Dead Sea and. 
they tell you to just kind of you know fall back like that and uh, the there's so much uh, solid content that it just lifts you up and you're kind of floating you know on top on top all the time <laughs> so, <laughs> like i'm trying to swim under it it's not working <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's, uh, people take like photographs of how them reading a newspaper and stuff like that. It, it's <laughs> very cool. All right, so you're on the Jordan side and the Dead Sea. Well, now, where are we going after that? Uh, then back to Jordan that same night, okay. um, and uh, stay the night there. And the next day, drive into Jerusalem. Okay, so now we're moving on to Jerusalem, which is one of the oldest cities in the world. It's mm-hmm. ancient, and it's very close quarters. We're talking about the variety of religion and um, the people. How how was the situation there in terms of security, in terms of the ability to get in? How was your hotel? I'm curious about all those things. Yeah, uh, so the border crossing... Uh, we each had to do individually. It was not as part of a group. Actually, this was two different groups that they kind of combined together. Okay. Uh, so there were different people on the Israel side than what I had on the Jerusalem and on the Jordan side. All they were uh, all working for Gate One. They were all working for Gate One. Okay. Uh, no, I mean talking. Even the travelers were different. Uh, not. Oh. Oh. Okay. They that didn't I, come. They didn't cross the border with me. Okay. So uh, I I was one of. Uh, two or three people who actually crossed the border. And okay. in fact, I was the only one out of those two or three who was in that particular group that I was assigned to, you know, for the, for the Israel site. Uh, the other two went on a different group of Israel. Okay. Uh, so crossing the border, there's this bridge you have to cross uh, from Amman to Jerusalem. Uh, and they, they let you go from the bus, right? Like you're on your own, you walk across the bridge. Uh, and yes, they at least have like little signs on the other side saying, well, there was a guide. Yeah. There was a guide on the other side waiting with a sign and stuff like that. Uh, okay, they had a bus with the, you know, get one sign on it and all that. Uh, so, uh, so you're not totally security. lost. It no, wasn't like no, it wasn't like it wasn't like your trip to it was not like that. No, to bend Nepal. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, By the way, people go back to that video. It's it's fantastic. Anyways, I'm sorry. Uh, moving on. Yeah. So there is a lot of security. They do ask you a lot of questions: where you've been, where you're going, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Sure. Uh, I expected that. It's fine. Uh, it took I don't know maybe half an hour or so to get through. Okay. Um, and uh, we onto the Israel side, and we had a small minibus kind of thing, and they took us into the city of Jerusalem for the hotel. Okay. Uh, now, on the way, uh, I believe it was that same day, they also pointed out what used to be the sites uh, of uh, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, the cities okay. of Sodom and Gomorrah, and also the site of Armageddon, the hill. Uh, uh, so that was like, this was just like driving on the highway and the guide is saying, oh, that, you know, that's supposed to be Armageddon. That's supposed to be Sodom and Gomorrah, the cities of those two. Now it's all like modern construction over all of these places. But, you know, at that time. Awesome. So. Very cool. So you're getting a historical lesson everywhere you're going here. <laughs> it's almost like going to Rome because you're getting a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we arrive in Jerusalem that night, okay. and the same night, uh, unofficial, not part of the official group too, uh, the guy took us into the old city. So our hotel was actually outside the old city, okay. uh, outside the city walls, I mean. Uh, and they, they took us to one of these gates. Uh, it happened to be Friday night, which is Shabbat, Judaism. Oh, 
Yes. Uh, and uh, they had a huge party at the, you know, at the Wailing Wall, uh, people dancing, singing, all this. Uh, now, we were not allowed to take any photographs over there. Uh, you, you can actually take a photograph from the top as you're walking down. But once you're in that area, you're not allowed to take any photos. So, In fact, uh, I don't think you're allowed to use technology of any sort when you're down in that area, if I'm correct, because it's basically the Sabbath at that point. Yeah, yeah, it was it was Shabbat, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, um, when you're doing that, it's like, the, the, they, they may ask you if you're not Jewish to like hit a button on an elevator or something like that for them, but they, they themselves uh, actually do not use any technology yeah, during that time. Yeah, but they were partying. There were, they were people out there having fun. They were dancing and singing, like I said. There were even uh, some of the Israeli soldiers who were there in uniform, and they were also kind of getting into the crowd and, you know, <laughs> uh, dancing and stuff like that. Nice. Um, so we saw that. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, and uh, came back to the hotel, and next day, the, it's the start of the Jerusalem tour. Wonderful. Uh, so, uh, Jerusalem tour. Uh, oh, and by the way, how long are you in Jerusalem for at this point? Oh, uh, total of. Uh, I, I, let, let's say two and a half days. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, not enough. I need to yeah, go back. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like it's kind of how I felt with Rome. I understand yeah. completely. <laughs> uh, so uh, the first place we went in Jerusalem was the. Uh, uh, we actually drove around first. Uh, we went to the Mount of Olives, which is this uh, old cemetery. It was also where it's a Jewish cemetery, uh, and it's also where Jesus Christ was praying the the day before he was uh, crucified. He he went over there to pray. Um, so there's that. You know, all those olive trees are still there. There are a lot of olive trees over there. There's a whole cemetery you can see from there, but. From there is a beautiful view of a panorama of the whole city of Jerusalem in front of you. Uh, so that's kind of like the postcard shot. Um, uh, so you got that uh, got that taken care of first thing in the morning. Nice. Next thing, uh, room of the Last Supper. So uh, presumably that's where the Last Supper took place, uh, the Passover night with Jesus Christ and his uh, apostles. Okay. Uh, they took us into this room. Now, honestly, it's like a plain room. There's nothing special about it. It could be any room any in any building. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you can get 12 people in there, actually 13, 13 including Jesus. It's uh, Yeah, there you go. So uh, that's what they say. That's where this happened. But okay, I'll take your word for it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, then uh, all the sites of Jerusalem. So uh, King David's tomb, uh, is a, a citadel uh, and the Tower of David in, mm-hmm. with a museum. Uh, Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Mm. Uh, that's the main Christian church in Jerusalem, the mm-hmm. biggest one. Uh, and then, of course, the Western Wall again, uh, this time officially uh, as part of the tour. Excellent. Uh, so the so the Western Wall they actually took us uh, underground uh, 
to like the olden wall, like part of it was from the first temple of Solomon. Okay. Uh, what's standing today that you can see outside above the ground is from the second second temple. Uh, and actually, I, maybe you know the history better than than I do, but uh, I'm trying to remember the time period that we're dealing with here. Maybe. Oh gosh, I. I'm a terrible Jew <laughs> because I'm not very well versed um, in it. I apologize. Um, but it, it's basically the, the what you see today is part of the second temple and Correct. underground was, some of it was part of the second, uh, for, uh, the part first, of first temple. The first temple, yeah. Uh, which was destroyed by uh, Adrian, is it? Hadron, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't know that history. I'm I sorry. So... <laughs> um, uh, so uh, yeah, so we went down there. That's actually supposed to be the holiest site in uh, in uh, Judaism today. Yeah, uh, that there's a one particular spot over there where people put prayers in the, you know, they, they put prayers on a piece of paper and they put it into the rock like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, oh, uh, interesting side note: everyone else on the tour who was there, all the other travelers, uh, all of them American. Every single one of them, one of them was Jewish. I was the oh. only non-Jewish person there. Oh well, <laughs> uh, not only non-Jewish but non-Christian and non-Muslim. Um, and this city, Jerusalem, is Judaism, Christianity, Islam, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I was it's the only kinda, one. You're just there as an observer, but it's but it's history, though. It's one yeah, of those things really history. impressive to see. So exactly right. So one of the uh, uh, other you know tourists on this group. Uh, Sometime during this, she asked me, like, why are you here? You know, no offense, but <laughs> uh, you're not you're not Jewish. You're not you know Jewish. what? Let me let me put a stop to that right now. Hold on just one second. For the students that are out there, I, I think for and also for you, Ishan, I, I I am really drawn personally, I'm kind of an agnostic person. I you know, I I, I was born Jewish, but you know, I, I have my own relationship. No, I I mean I want to preface what you're about to say with yeah. This was not meant as, you know, offensive. She, she oh, no, really no. wanted to know. I mean, we're actually friends now, you know. No, and that's totally fine. fine. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, though, yeah. I love to travel the world, and I love to go to religious sites. Even though I'm not necessarily Christian, I might go to the Vatican, or I might go to the Church of the Resurrection. I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily Buddhist, but I will go visit one of these shrines in, in Bangkok that's a 500, 1,000 years old with a Buddhist temple. And yeah, I may even donate a little bit to help for the upkeep of these places because mm-hmm. for me, I'm not necessarily going there for religious connotations. I'm going there because I'm really enjoying the history of it all. And exactly. I find that to be infinitely valuable to everyone, you know, not mm-hmm. just people of that faith, but it's, it's world history. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. So, I mean, if we're going to have a conversation about understanding what culture is, it's going to come in part from understanding people's different views and understanding that whole process. I've taught courses on cultural diversity, um, critical thinking, international business, in which you have to kind of take a look into the designs of how a society is developed. And if it's partially theological in some ways, especially like an Islamic culture, you have to understand what what their methodology is and and how to work within the confines of that. Take, for example, um, you know, working in conjunction, and I'll, I'll bring up India, for example, uh, you know, talking to people in India, working within the scope of, ho- of various different religious holidays, um, especially if they're Hindu or um, 
uh, if they're Jainism or um, there's Even so many different Muslim Christian, yeah, yeah uh, there's Judaism. There's, every religion is there. <laughs> correct, but but they also have a different cultural um, dynamicism that works with them too. So, for example, you know, if I if I talk to uh, someone in India, it might be like, oh well, you know. You know, don't just look up, uh, if you need to get something done, don't just look in the yellow pages. Let me go talk with my friend or my family member or something like that, and then we'll, we'll get you hooked up. And that's how it kind of works. There's, there's a whole universal, uh, you know, uh, feel about, you know, knowing people and, and the trust that's enveloped in, as part of that process. So, I mean, there's so many different ways to look at these things. Anyways, I'll get back to where you were at. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take us no, off that's on a tangent. That's, you, you said it exactly right. And that was my answer to her also because of the history. Yeah. Uh, that's why I came there. It, it is a remarkable city. <laughs> uh, and it's amazing to me that these religions who have fought for so many years are all, you know, the people from there are all living in that one tiny little city. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they have had problems, but you know, who does it so? Right, exactly. Um, so you're so you're you're getting a lay of the city here. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what does the rest of the day look like for you? You're at you're at yeah. The, the, well, the Western Wall was so, pretty much yeah. the end of the day now. Um, okay. So we, we we went around the whole city, uh, all the different sites and everything. Uh, so that was like the Jerusalem city tour kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and that was the end of it. Uh, that evening, I actually went out on my own and just walked around a little bit and came back. But nothing, nothing much. So can I? Can yeah, I ask, have some free time? Yeah. Can I ask you about these two pictures that yes, we have sir. here? So this was the next day. Okay. So uh, let's let's move into this. Talk to me about what we're seeing here. Yeah. So. Uh, the next day, we went to this uh, museum. It's uh, it's called the uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like the remembrance. I'm, I'm sorry. There was there was one one day in between, but this is the day after that. But okay. it's called the Yad Vashem uh, Memorial. Okay. Uh, museum, and it's actually a memorial to the uh, Holocaust victims in Second World War. Okay. And uh, I mean, I don't want to get too depressing here, but uh, first of all, the photo on the right, uh, it's uh, the same person who asked me about, you know, why are you here? Uh, She took that photo of me. And uh, that's me in the photo, taking a photo of the city of Jerusalem in the background, the hills and everything. Uh, And she took a photo of me and it's perfectly, you know, centered and everything. I really like the composition of that photo. Uh, and I am totally in the silhouette, uh, and I found that to be really like moving. appropriate. Yeah, moving yeah. For, for the place that it was. In. The one on the left, uh, this was a sign inside the memorial. Um, do, you and me, I, do you want me to read it really quick? For, uh, sure, if you like. Okay, sure. And this again for my viewers that are on the podcast. It says, "When I grow up and get to be twenty, I'll travel and see the world aplenty." In a bird with an engine, I will I will sit myself down, take off, and fly into space far above the ground. I'll fly. I'll cruise and soar up high above a world so lovely into the sky. Uh, and yeah. this was so, written by, it looks like a 14-year-old from Auschwitz. Yeah, he was, uh, I guess the name is Abramek uh, Koplovich, if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. Uh, murdered in Auschwitz at age 14. Uh, I saw that photo and I'm, I'm still getting goosebumps right now looking at it. I, I uh, actually 
almost started crying, I think. Uh, I, so, so first of all, photographs are not allowed inside the museum. Yeah. Um, uh, this one, I had, to, I had to take it. And it spoke to me, number one, uh, because he's talking about, obviously, besides traveling, he's talking about when I grow up and get to be 20. So age 20 is actually exactly when I started traveling, like, you know, a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, and it just spoke to me, like, he's this 14-year-old boy who, uh, he, he had this dream, he couldn't make it come true, unfortunately. Uh, and here I am, you know, <laughs> living his dream. Uh, I, I, I was like really moved by that. Let me let me take pause for just one second because again we're mentioning so many wonderful things about the area and I speaking as a Jewish man I can say you know especially when I've gone into places that have affected me like the church of uh, or the um sorry the um the Museum of Tolerance in, the, in Los Angeles, California. Um, it's very moving, especially for a person who is of a Jewish background, because you're walking through this, what almost seems like, um, almost like a Disneyland kind of tour where you're going from, you know, display to display to display and listening to the stories. And then finally, at the end, you end up walking through a gas chamber. And it is it's scary. It's, it's, you know, for someone, for someone who is from my background, it, it, it it's like, I, I, I was shaking when I went through something like that because you get to feel the fear of the people who lost their lives in, in a situation like that. And so when you, when, when, it, when you come to the realization of things like this, this is what I would like to pass on to you, my students. Don't avoid places like this. Don't avoid Auschwitz. Don't avoid uh, museums like this. Don't avoid um, Nuremberg is another one. Um, there are beautiful people that live there. There are wonderful places to have, you know, reflective thoughts. And some people will go on vacation to party and have fun and do all kinds of things. Other people will go to educate and to learn. And part of the education process is understanding history and understanding what happened as part of that process. So I would encourage you, don't avoid places where there have been tragedies. Don't put those out of your mind because some of those places, even more modern ones, um, you know, places that were like struck by a hurricane, for example, um, there are cruises that I, I know people who will go down to the Bahamas just right after a hurricane in order to put money back into their economy. You're helping out and being able to supply with stuff like that. But when you're coming to a, a, a beautiful display like this, where the people have taken painstaking efforts to try and put together a wonderful memorial, you know, it's almost, it, it's a different type of experience, but it's one that I think is valuable to you and you will remember for a lifetime. So anyways, I'm sorry. Absolutely. No, absolutely right. Uh, and I had been to Auschwitz a few years before this, uh, and I was actually, I was very moved by that. And uh, I did not want to come here, honestly because I knew that I would feel those same kind of emotions again. It felt horrible. But I'm glad I had gone to Auschwitz because of exactly what you just said, because, you know, I, I, I'm not Jewish. I don't have the same experiences. And, you know, it, it was chilling going to Auschwitz and seeing all those things. Uh, and then coming here, I, I did not actually want to come here. But then I saw this and I'm like, oh my God, this guy, 
you know, I, I wish he had lived and yeah. So many I, others I, like him. I, mean. I, I would say in reflection, it actually would do a disservice if we didn't come Probably. to a place like this because then we're, then we're not remembering, then, we, then we're not familiar with this young man. We're not familiar with his story and we're not familiar with what goes on. And then exactly. it gets lost to the annals of history and people forget. And that mm-hmm. is the curse of humans is that we tend to forget. Yeah. So I think you did a fantastic job in being able to discuss this. So again, I appreciate that. Um, Let's move on to a happier topic. Yes. <laughs> um, now, let's talk about, really quick, I know we talked about, just in brief, we talked about the Dead Sea, but let's also talk about uh, um, Bethlehem for a moment. Yeah. So, uh, one of the optional things on the tour, not not for everyone, it was an optional thing that I had, I had bought separately, was a trip into Bethlehem, which is inside Palestine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Uh, the, our tour guide in Jerusalem was actually not allowed to enter Palestine for political reasons. Okay. So she was like, okay, we are going to hire a bus for you. We are going to take you up to the border. We are going to cross the border. You're going to have a different tour guide enter the bus at the border and take you through Bethlehem. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. A uh, mm. little bit po- politics over there. Yeah. Uh, and so we had that and... We went to this. I wanted to go to this particular church. It's the Church of uh, Nativity. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, the big one. That's the one that Jesus was supposedly. It's supposed to be the main church. The one where he is supposed to have been born. Yeah. And uh, there's a spot over there that they have. You know, it's it's like the holy site and behind the altar kind of thing, and you can kind of crawl into a space and you see this little, you know, setup that they've made. Uh, and it's supposedly the exact spot where he was born. Um, and that was interesting to me. Another thing that was interesting over here, particularly, was that there was an Islamic family who was taking care of the upkeep hmm. of, this, of this church. They were sweeping the floors. They were doing that kind of cleaning kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, you know, people are people, right? You, you just got to, you, you respect that though. I mean. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So this was a, also one of those really historic, really like kind of bucket list items for me. I, uh, really beautiful place also inside. There's like a, um, a stained glass, not stained glass window. Sorry. It's like a, the top of it is glass. There's sunshine coming through the glass. So, Oh, like a skylight? Uh, yeah, skylight. And, you know, the uh, altar is right under it. So you can take a photo with the, you know, the sky halo kind of. <laughs> oh, that's like nice. That. Uh, uh, it's, it's really beautiful, beautiful place aside from the history. Mm-hmm. Inside. I know it probably doesn't look like much from the outside, but. <laughs> I'm going, uh, I'm going to ask a, a completely off topic question. Mm-hmm. So bear with me. It's going to give us some levity though. How was the food at all these different places that you went to? Cause I am a huge foodie and I just, yeah. Uh, I don't think we actually had a meal in Bethlehem. I don't remember eating over there, but in Jerusalem, I, I really like Middle Eastern food. Oh yeah. All, all of it, like kebabs, everything, you name it, you know, I can eat it. <laughs> so can so, I. <laughs> uh, it it was wonderful, wonderful. Now, yes, if you don't like that, you may have some problems. <laughs> but but, but me, why would you go? <laughs> why would you go there if you're not going to do that? I mean, I know that there is there's McDonald's there that yeah. is completely kosher, by the way. In, yeah, it is. <laughs> so I mean, that's that that is one thing. Um, but 
again, it's like... And don't knock McDonald's. By the way, don't knock it because there are places, especially Europe, you know, they have different items over there. So, you, you know, I should do an entire <laughs> vlog and podcast about that because I just, the, the places that I've been over the world and seen, I, I, okay, little trivia fact for the students out there, out there, whenever I do go to a different airport and stuff like that, I will often see if there's McDonald's there or a fast food place. And if they are, I'll take a look and see what's on the menu. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my obsession since I saw the movie Pulp Fiction and they were talking about the Roy. It's you know it, they don't call it the quarter pounder with cheese because they're not a metric system. They call it the Royale with cheese. Um, I I often look to see if there are different items on the different McDonald's mm-hmm. menus and there's some really yeah. interesting things that are out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially in you know is in when you get into Asia, it's a very very different palette there. Mm-hmm. So um, very curious stuff. Anyways, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get off topic, yeah, but it was no, like one of those really, things that was yeah. kind of fun. I've been to McDonald's in other places, Switzerland, Europe. <laughs> Well, I definitely want to talk about that as we continue to go. But let's all right. So let's let's round out really quick in terms of okay. So you're in Bethlehem for the day. Um, then you get back. back to Jerusalem, and then mm-hmm. the rest of Israel that we can talk about later. Too. Okay, not a problem. So then let's talk really quick because Jerusalem on its own is a huge amount. Jordan, especially Petra, that's its own little thing. Bethlehem. What are the pros of going on a trip like like this? I personally learned a lot about the historical things that you were saying earlier. Um, I did not know a lot of it. They they kind of told me a lot. Uh, also, some of the biblical stories and stuff, which I did not know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, it I think it's a matter of personal tastes and personal feelings about it. Yeah. Uh, if you are affiliated with those religions in any way, then you may like it more. I, I, I just believe that's more true. Uh, for me, it was a history. For me, it was the food, <laughs> uh, the, the scenery and places like Wadi Ram, beautiful place, even Petra, beautiful place. I don't want to say even Petra, it's just as beautiful. Oh, no, Petra's <laughs> a fantastic. I believe me, I, I definitely want to go. It's on my list. Uh, so, uh, Yeah, it's uh, all of that. Uh, combined and the the people so uh, the people are amazing here like uh, you asked me earlier I, I I want to reiterate I had no problems with any kind of political or you know any of those kinds of issues with the people there were no bombings or anything like that going on while I was there uh, yes those things happened but not at the time that I was there uh, and I I just found it amazing that th- there's there's a huge Christian population, there's a huge Islamic population, there's a huge Jewish population, there's a huge Russian, uh, sorry, Armenian Armenian population in the city of Jerusalem, uh, and they all live within that old city within those walls. Uh, it's not that much. You can walk around it in like half a day. Uh, it it's just mind-boggling to me i can't like it's amazing and they all they all you know they all know each other obviously because it's such a small area wise you know i'm sure they will go to each other's shops and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, absolutely so it's just amazing <laughs> let me ask you this in terms of the topic of things to be aware of i wouldn't normally think and please correct me if i'm wrong on this i wouldn't normally think this would be something that a younger person, maybe like a child or someone maybe under the age of 10, would necessarily get a lot out of this kind of a trip because it is involving a lot of research or history or things like that. I could be making a very broad brush stereotype on something like that. I can just speak to my personal experiences. When I've gone to places like Alaska, when I was I was like 10 or 11 years old, I didn't 
I, I didn't get the most out of that because I really wasn't equipped for that. One and of then, our friends is not going to like you hearing saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was very young at the time. And it's like, but you know, I think it's also how your parents prepare you. And I said before, I'm kind of a city guy. I'm not really more of a rural guy. I think if I was more of a rural person or like those outdoor adventures more, I probably would engage in that. But I right. find myself right. gravitating towards things like sociology, anthropology, archaeology, history. Those are the types of things I love. Absolutely. As, as yeah. An and I, I love the research of it all. So for me, it's it's all about the puzzles and trying to figure that stuff out. That's that's what really drives me. In, in thinking about things to be aware of when on a trip like this, what are some things that you came across that you're like, mm, you know, I really wish I would have known this. So for a first time traveler, what should they be? Uh, actually, for me, it was kind of easy because honestly, like this was a group tour. So the so guy one were, prepared you for yeah. Everything. I mean, uh, but I think if you're going to go alone. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I would say, first of all, go with an open mind. Don't have any prejudge, you know, notions or anything like that about these places. Clothing. Um, you're going to a lot of religious sites, so I imagine you're yes. being like yes, thank you. long sleeves, uh, uh, long right. pants, things like right. that. Uh, especially for women. Yeah. Uh, right. You have to cover your hair. Um, yes, you do have to be aware of that. Don't go in like you know, slippers and <laughs> you have to be respectful of all of no, those. No bikinis, no short shorts, <laughs> things like that. Not appropriate. Not appropriate at all. It's a very conservative area. Yes. So, all right, cool. Anything else? And what about as far as the money of the area? Uh, money was fine. Uh, again, like I said, uh, I had already spent for the group tour, which covered most of the things. Uh, a few meals we had on our own, you know, uh, like I said, that one night I went into the city on my own and stuff like that. Uh, uh, it, it wasn't too big of a problem. I mean, it's like any other city in the world. Um, it's not too expensive. I wouldn't say it's cheap either, not Jerusalem. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. I mean, when you're traveling, you know, that much you, you do, you should have some money, yes. Let me ask you. If you're going to be going back, if you wanted to go back to Jerusalem or anywhere else within that proximity, would you use a service like Gate One Travel again, or would you go on your own and kind of say, I am kind so, of familiar with this? And yeah, so now that I am kind of familiar, I would probably go on my own because I do want to spend more time in Jerusalem on my own. Okay. Uh, for a first-timer, I, I think a tour may be better uh, if you're not familiar. Um, that that may be better, I think. Just my okay. own opinion. No, that makes perfect sense, and I'm 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 all about making sure that the students are safe and the, there's a good guide to it. It's also nice to know that you know when you went that there was no yeah nothing happened civil nothing activity happened or something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Well, again, like always, I say thank you so much, Sean, for all of your insights. Um, I really do appreciate it. Uh, we will definitely talk again really soon on our next journey, um, which I know you've done a lot of. Uh, so I, I'm always curious to hear what's ne- what's coming up around the corner for you. So thanks again. All right, thank you. Now, for my students that are out there, if you have any questions or comments on anything that we've discussed or you just had a general note you wanted to drop by, please feel free to do so by sending me an email at scott at theprofessortravel.com. Now, if you're on YouTube right now and you'd like to know when new videos post, click that little bell icon right above us in order to be notified about that. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe. Why have you not? It's no charge. It's fantastic. We we love you for it. So I, I have subscribed. 
Thank you. See, even my guests subscribe. It's fantastic. And if you like this content and you'd like to see more of it, give us a like and a thumbs up for that. If you're hearing us on the podcast, by all means, please give us a rating. We really do appreciate that. So until next time, my name is Scott and I am the professor of travel and make every day a travel adventure. Uh, can Take I care, say something? Can oh, I say by something? all means. Yes, please. Uh, really nerdy, but I just thought about it. Live long and travel. everyone. <laughs> Everybody copywritten for that. All right. Well, <laughs> everybody take care of yourself. Take care. Have a wonderful day. And we'll talk again. Bye. Bye now. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California. A transcript of each podcast may be requested by contacting the Professor Travel at his website, theprofessortravel.com. For opportunities to work with the Professor Travel, feel free to contact Scott at theprofessortravel.com or contact us through YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at The Professor Travel or Twitter at TheProfessorTR1. Make every day a great day to have a travel adventure.